0: Hey, good evening, uh, Stoopy. Good evening, Fahim and Drew. Yeah, uh, I'll give you two more minutes, if you don't mind. Uh, I just need to go back to my notes a little bit. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Sorry, it's not meditation. I'm trying to grab my notes. Appreciate it. Oh, by the way, Drew, are you the one who talked about the, uh, Magna, uh, Magna, uh, Cara, uh, uh, last Sunday? When I was uh, talking about, uh, maybe not Sunday, the, uh, maybe Wednesday, I forgot. Drew, are you the one? I'm trying to remember who did that. <laughs> okay, hold on. Alright. One more minute. Let me grab my notes. All right. uh, Let me get started. Uh, Thank you guys again for you know joining me. Just a casual conversation because uh, as you, if you guys follow me and listen to my past few episodes, I covered pretty much the Dobbs decision and uh, using this concept, which is totally from the founding fathers, called the individual sovereignty and popular sovereignty, and how the government in America was formed through a social contract. You know, can be called uh, to be governed by the by 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 consent, right? So uh, of course, uh, I got uh, quite some uh, not pushbacks, just good feedbacks. You know, some arguments and all that. So I kind of want to uh, carry on this uh, discussion today, because uh, in uh, to mark the one year anniversary of his Dobbs decision, with his you know, this guy uh, Justice Alito had his own, I call it, a false flag operation. <laughs> he had a, a Wall Street Journal interview titled, quote, These made us targets of assassination. End quote. Now, I have did the uh, episode last Sunday. Uh, so the Supreme Court is the king. Right? As we all know that the kings sometimes are subject to assassinations. So that fits all well. No, I know, pr- maybe... Justice uh, Alito is a little bit upset. Well, the fact that he upset hundreds of millions of people. And uh, so there's some, uh, you know, yes, there's increased risk for him because uh, he has become a king that no one can overthrow. Uh, so so that's today's episode is about. I'm just going to go read through his uh, Wall Street Journal interview and give my response. I, know I welcome anyone who wants to call in and just, you know, putting your your comments uh, on that, you know, based on what I've said in the past few episodes. Like I always said, what I said in the past episode is not some kind of a progressive liberal interpretation. It's actually very conservative interpretation of the founding principles of this country called the United States. And uh, I got those words from the founding fathers. And uh, they, uh, quite a number of them are actually from, from, from Britain from where the Kings rules and they told us no we are all free people at birth and we our rights our privilege are are, are given by God it's a natural law under the natural law you don't need a law to give us those rights and uh, and uh, and that's why I have said earlier in Sabi's call is that we are born to have the rights to vote because voting is a part of process to be governed by consent i voted this president so i consent you know the, uh, the, the 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 presidency of 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 this person no matter how you know this person is disagreeable so that's that and uh before i go that again today i I kind of want to catch up some of the conversations I had with some listeners. Uh, some, One of the guys are quite uh, had a pretty heated uh, exchange with me afterwards in his room, so I'm going to, without naming names, just to talk about it a bit more. So I'll do some news update. First of all, hilariously, Israel as a country is invited in this uh, music competition called the Eurovision Song Contest 2023. Eurovision Song Contest 2023. Russia is not invited, but Israel is. I was uh, scratching my head since when Israeli are considered white people, or, or, or Israel considered European country. I don't recall that. <laughs> okay, sure enough, the uh this guy which I admire greatly, uh I believe he is probably the closest guy as compared to Malcolm X. His name is Gerald. Horn, H-O-R-N-E. He's a history professor. I learned recently, Professor Horn also was a lawyer in the past. So he talked about, in a recent of his YouTube video, he talks about something called the electricity of whiteness. So he talked about the African conquistador uh, during the slave transatlantic slave slave trade he talks about ralph nader a famous uh, political leader here he's actually lebanese descent he talks about the today show hoda cope uh cope coat. by the way i don't watch mainstream media so I, I kind of you know i don't know their name this woman is an egyptian and uh, Queen Noah of Jordan was born Lisa Najib Halabi. Uh, until she married the the, the king of Jordan, uh, she has to convert to Muslim. You know, Professor Horn basically say, all these people, Israel, is considered to be white by certain religious affiliation. So being Christian is part of being white. I said, oh, that's interesting. But that still does not explain why Israel is considered a European nation and being invited to Euro, Eurovision. I was like, what about the uh, USA? Uh, are we should we consider a European nation also because we are part of the NATO? Northern Atlantic, not Southern Atlantic. Southern Atlantic, you're going to include Global South nations such as Argentina, Brazil, right? We are. Part of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So, USA should be considered a European nation also. Why not us? And, uh, so it's quite, a, quite an interesting, uh, uh, le- lecture given by Professor Horn because, uh, because I know there's a uh, 52,000 white people in China. They are purely white. They are from, their ancestors from Mediterranean, uh, sea area. So, you know, they are not necessarily Christian. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, so, but, long story short, I find out this is to be very in- interesting. Uh, this is the first thing. Uh, Amanda, let me finish the news update, so I, I'm, I'm gonna take your call, okay? Uh, my apology, because, uh, it's a little, little bit long, but I want to finish off this uh, news update. The second one I'll talk about is this, because this time, the news update include the, my encounters with the other calling members. Uh, one is quite nasty, and I kind of want to, without naming names, just, you know, just have some rebuttal. The concept of endowed sovereignty to an individual and to a nation uh, has been discussed uh, on and off uh, in my room and in other people's room. You know, I have touched upon this concept of endowed sovereignty to an individual or a nation, And this all relates to the Dobbs decision, as I believe a woman is her own sovereignty, uh, sovereign, and and it's unalienable, and it's just like a man, not alienable, unalienable by the birthright. No law shall take it away. No government can take it away. You know, I talk about using the same concept. I talked about this uh, emancipation statue. And I also talk about the national sovereignty of a global South nations. Whether those global South nations have their unalienable rights to handle their own affairs without interference from a superpower. That being China, that being Russia, that being USA. So so I had this encounter. I can only call this person a depressed troll. And is a man of a fuckery because every single every every five words I'm coming out of his mouth he will use the word f and so I call him a man of fuckery because I want to point this out and I you you guys know me I don't block anyone you can disagree with me as much as you want I would never block you but I want to make some comparison here there's a difference between a man of a fuckery and a man of balls b a l l s okay Malcolm X for some fucking reason never used F word I wasn't like, why he came across as such a uh, what I say a- upset person as a representative of a black community but in his speech I have never heard one single time he used F word is that F word never invented back then but I would say he's a man of balls the truth he spoke can only invite life-threatening, Assassinations, and he does not have a, a tank or Secret Service to to protect him. He is a man of balls, not a man of fuckery. And the second thing that he, Malcolm X never accused MLK of marital infidelity. You know how hard it is to 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 not to do that. You just think about all the petty fights. Among the calling hosts, listeners, and all that. I was like, it takes balls for Malcolm X not to accuse MLK of marital infidelity. Okay. Once again, there's a huge difference between a man of fuckery and a man of balls. This depressed, this depressed troll of mine is a man of a fuckery. Okay, so that's one thing I want to talk about. Second is that, again, is during these discussions, a guy had called in. He, he's cool, you know. He he's bring up this concept. Say, hey, he said, hey, Peter, this concept called the Magna Carta is actually introduced by the Europeans, by the white people. That's the origin of the freedom, liberty, and the law. I have to be honest with you. I'm not too prepared with debate. I'm very open to taking any assertions anyone wants to throw at me. I will take it as face value and I'm going to go back to my drawing board to find out, you know, to come up with an appropriate response. So, Magna Carta, true. I'm aware of that. Magna Carta is the original law that guarantees rights and liberties. I have never challenged that it's a... I, I, actually, I think it's an English concept. But my show, my two of my shows, are not disputing that. My, sh- my main question is this. Whether the Europeans, the whites, has brought about equality in freedom, rights, and liberty to nations of color people or to the color people. So this is the first thing I want to stress. I'm just talking about I like the law. I like equality. My question is that, is there such a thing called, uh, 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 equal treatment, uh, equal justice and the law? Because that's the aspirational phrase carved on the building of the U.S. Supreme Court. To me, I've said in the beginning of my show, uh, the, the judicial white privilege show is that it, our law, our justice system is imported from England. A single race country, a single race society. It is imported from England into a multi-racial America from day one. Has it been working for people of color? I don't think so. So it's not I'm against Magna Carta. I'm really questioning whether this Magna Carta is equally applied to all inhabitants in a place called the USA. So this is the first thing. (laughs) Second thing is this. Magna Carta actually also illustrate what I said about individual sovereignty, popular sovereignty, and how different, how special we the Americans are as compared to other countries. So if if you go to Magna Carta Wikipedia page, it will say this magna carta is also called is uh, to translate into english is called great charter great law it is a royal charter a royal charter it means a, a law given by the king and the queens royal families okay it's a great charter a royal charter of a rights agreed to by king john of england on 15 june 1215. First drafted by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Cardinal Lantern, to make peace between the unpopular king and the group of rebel barons. Yada, yada, yada. So here he go again. Our founding fathers of this country said this. Such rights of us, we the people, are not from a king. It's from a divinity, from a divine entity. That's a huge difference. Magna Carta is a royal charter giving, agreed by the king. The queen have to, the king have to agree to give you the people, his subjects, the rights. That's not American. That's English. Right? So this is something Magna Carta called the great charter is not that great after all. I have quoted repeatedly this guy, Thomas Paine, have said this. I will say it again. It's a perversion of terms to say that a charter give rights. It's oxymoron to say a law give you rights. It operates by a contrary effect, that of taking rights away. So Thomas Paine is saying laws actually take your rights away. Rights are inherently in all the inhabitants. A woman's rights to privacy is just as special to a man's rights to his privacy. That's why I use the word master of the, his domain versus the queen of her castle. It's a natural language. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to confuse you with a freaking loss. Like I said, laws taking is taking your rights away. Thomas Paine said, by charters, by annulling those rights, most of the time, leave the rights by exclusion in the hands of a few. In other words, laws are always in the hands of a few. The powerful, the elitist, right? This is the current state of the United States. Our government is in the hands of a few. Our laws are in hands of a few. And Thomas Paine said again, they consequently are instruments of injustice. That's what our founding father said. The this guy is a British. He's from Britain. He knows Magna Carta. But he still said let's let let's do an insurrection against the British king. We don't need his fucking Magna Carta. We have our own. Bill of rights, so 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 that's another thing I want to respond to this guy. You know, he 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 made a good point. I'm not disagreeing with him, but I want to point out the difference here. So so that is that, and um, my apology that I'm going to be long. So the next top uh, little news topic: What is the state of rights in America? Remember, I have said about the rights of men written by this guy Thomas Paine. Now, what is the state? of our rights in America. I'll give you some pretty oxymoronic example, right? We talk about rights of men as a publication back then. Today we have something called the men's rights movement. Okay. I got this calling, uh, member. He's going through some kind of a divorce proceeding and he's t- totally in some kind of a deep distress because the other day he's in someone's room and he got upset and he just like, almost went ballistic, went postal, okay? So think about we have changed from a group of men talking about rights of men to today. Like there's a men's rights movement and they are demanding their rights from the court. That's a bad sign. Second, women's rights. Women's rights is important too, right? So little. Just a little, clearly, he does not want to give the same rights of men to women. That's why he somehow, you know, faked up this opinion, bring some old British sir, Matthew something, saying, oh, quickening is back then, is, is the viability test, and the abortion is banned. In England, by the way. Saying something bad about the king is also a crime. Therefore, if we say something today bad about U.S. Supreme Court, we should be considered a criminal. That's under Alito's logic. Rights of racial minorities in this country, still bad. Still bad. I need not to say too much because people will ask me, this is the last thing I want to talk about, and I'm, I'm going to take a, a Amanda. People has asked me, Peter, why do you always want to talk about race? Why race is everything. I was like, not me. It seems to me it's the people who are in power who always do things by skin color. Like I said earlier, why this Eurovision Song Contest would exclude Russians when they are clearly white-skinned? And would include Israel where they are clearly not a European country? Right as I said in the uh, uh, Emancipation sp- Statue episode, American freedom, as Thomas Paine explained to us, is mostly freedom for the whites. The rest of the folks, you want to vote, you want to be a jury, serve in the jury. You know, you want to have a normal economic life, well, you actually have to fight for it. Right? Somehow it's almost like, well, Magna Carta is invented by the English, therefore we, the white English, should have the privilege to enjoy that rights, liberty, freedom. The rest of you, you kind of have to live under our mercy, as the Emancipation Statue have clearly indicated. And we also have learned about this uh, guy who died on the New York uh, York subway. Uh, I forgot his name. My bad. But I do know the this uh, uh, Daniel Penny is the one who tried to uh, uh, contain this uh, homeless African American street performer and uh, end up killing, choking to death. Uh, I have noticed that uh, the two guys I respect a lot has commented on it. One is by on Colleen. and one uh, is by Eugene Pervier uh, 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 of uh, I think he's on. Uh, uh, for, I forgot the name of a. Uh, oh, breakthrough news! I, I like both guys. And as we know, Elvin uh, Black has uh, formally uh, charged filed charges against this uh, Daniel Penny, and also at the same time, the fundraising. Amount for Eugene uh, sorry for for Daniel Penny has reached to one million dollars. Is race everything in this? Absolutely. So don't blame me. Why I always talk about race all the time. I was it was like they come out, they come on to me. I'm not I don't even need to go out there to look for it. Okay, so that you know, nutshell is the news update. And uh, sorry, Amanda, that it takes so long for me to vent.
1: Hey, that's all right. There's so much to vent about. How are you doing today, Peter?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm in a, a more like a blue area now, not in the red area. So I have my vent open with a breeze coming in, nice. and I'm not, not afraid of uh, any people eardropping ear me. So.
1: Well, that's I'm. You know, thank goodness for small favors, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just quick, it's Hoda Kotb. Okay. And just so you know. Um, okay. She used to be on New Orleans, um, local New Orleans news when in the 90s when I was watching it. And then she went big time. I um, mean, the other thing is—is is, you know who else is in the Eurovision music competition is Australia, and they for sure are not in Europe. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I was like, how they choose? How
0: come Americans are not? Oh, maybe they are afraid that uh, they're going to bring some color people to the Eurovision song contest. Then they say um, they're not white enough.
1: I, no, I just, oh. it's it's that it's that the, none of the European songs would beat. American song. Oh my god. <laughs> but I also kind of heard that like at least in in England people t- don't really take it seriously. They kind of think of it as like, you know, America's got talent kind of situation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But but you know, it, it, it you know, it's hard to compete with the the world culture hegemony that comes out of Hollywood when you're not in Bollywood.
0: Hmm. yeah I, I don't even follow those so I, w- I was just in, uh, by the way I'm uh, inviting you to a speaker so I can take a of Fahim also uh, so yeah I, I don't follow those I was just like that's interesting Uh, cultural event Uh, to you know you probably if you follow me you heard yeah. I was like Russia has been begging the Europe the European Union the NATO to accept them as a European country and they insist that you cannot talk about the European security without inclusion of Russia. <laughs> That's their, their demand. But unfortunately, they are not white enough. They got rejected. Go ahead, Amanda.
1: Well, I was just going to say that um, it, I don't think that Russia is trying to get in NATO. NATO is supposed to be against Russia, right?
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Hey, Fahim. I'm, I, that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to add those little tidbits.
0: I appreciate it. I greatly appreciate it. Go ahead, Fahim.
1: Hey, uh, uh, Peter. So, a few
2: uh, things. Uh, first of all, like with uh, uh, Russia and, and NATO, one uh, thing if you recall, uh, I think it was in 2003 or four was when uh, uh, Putin was like, okay, well, why don't we join uh, NATO also? Uh, and uh, then the uh, uh, other thing was with regards to uh, uh, Israel being considered a, as a part of Europe. I That was something that surprised me also. It was like more than 20 years ago. Uh, when I would uh, see it, like from an industrial uh, uh, perspective, uh, they would always classify uh, themselves uh, like in the industrial equipment world. It would uh, Israel would fall under, uh, you know, when folks say India countries, Europe, Middle East, uh, Africa. Uh, so, uh, Israel would always uh, fall under uh, Europe, and it was something uh, for me that was always uh, uh, surprising, but I could see that because it was uh, the connection bringing um, uh, to the uh, Western world of like, okay, these we are Europeans, we are uh, one of uh, you uh, but if you look at the demographics of uh, uh israel uh, uh yes the folks in power are uh, the ashkenazi or european background but in ah, most, okay.
0: mm-hmm. most
2: of the people living uh, uh, there came uh, from uh, the uh, uh middle east uh yeah yes,
0: uh, i remember that you were yes go ahead yeah i know what you mean there is a two major group of uh uh jewish people one is uh, like you said, is uh they are in the european area the the rest are in somewhere else go ahead Yeah,
2: the uh ashkenazis are uh the european background this uh the sephardic uh, are from uh the uh, north african background and mizrahis are like the east uh Background like the Iraqis and all their uh, all uh, Iraqis, uh, uh, I mean they're all like uh, fall under the Mizrahi uh, uh, group. So well, most of uh, the folks, uh, uh, and then later on they had a lot of uh, folks from uh, former uh, Soviet uh, republics uh, and all, um, and um, but I posted a link for you, and I would highly, highly recommend. You—it's uh, only like a two-odd uh, minute uh, link by this uh, uh, Palestinian uh, American uh, uh, lawyer slash uh, comedian uh, Amarzar, Zahar uh, uh-huh. that uh, I uh, posted for like how uh, Middle Easterners were considered white. I really recommend you uh, play that because it will—it will, uh, it will uh, really it dovetail into what you're talking
0: uh, uh about uh, oh great uh, so- you know what, him, what i want to do uh i want to do this in uh, one of those uh, ethno politics uh show uh because i actually need an education on that i just be honest i'm not good in that i, I want someone I-, I i see rudy here you know whoever is the expert in that area please jump on because i want some explanation like egypt is right next to Israel and like uh, Amanda have said this is uh, uh, Hoda uh, sorry let me get her name Hoda Kotb uh, Col- she's from Egypt she is totally considered a white American and how you know how come you know Egypt is not you know part of this Eurovision song contest you know and uh, that's just you know uh, by the way uh, for him, yeah a great idea because another thing I want to do on this ethno politics show is this i'm very interested to do a like a zoom calling simulcast meaning that you actually can see the video clips and the song properly both the video and the song and still being able to participate like discussions like what we're doing now so let me you know let me think about that but go ahead for him continue what would you Tommy. yeah
2: no, no those were the uh, few uh, points uh, that I wanted to uh, bring up uh, to uh, you of when uh, the uh, uh, like uh, in if you look at uh, the uh, when you uh, apply uh, for a job or or many things they would say like okay if you're white uh, uh, black uh Hispanic, uh, non-Hispanic, white, uh, uh, Asian, uh, and there's no uh, such uh, thing as Middle Eastern. And when you look at the definition of white, uh, it is uh, uh, defined as like uh, Middle Eastern, North African. uh, It all falls under white. Uh, Okay. So, so, but when you look at the uh, link that I... uh, post it in the chat it's it drives the point but also in a very uh, funny uh, way uh, i i think everybody would love to hear uh, that i just my two cents
0: oh, oh greatly appreciate it again that the ethno politics show i would love to have people like you to discuss this to educate us you know because i'm definitely not because there is a saying in chinese okay which is important I don't know who said that. Uh, it's, it's something that you want to avoid, which I find out in America, it's a rampant. Uh, it's, it translates into this use your confused mind to enlighten other people. So let me repeat the, the proverb saying use a person's confused, uh, someone use his own confused mind to enlighten other people. <laughs> so basically to translate in plain English is that don't be a teacher when you are not an expert. <laughs> so I would never do that. So I would love to have you to, to 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 do something like that. Like just talk about Eurovision song Contest, inclusion, exclusion. Why? You know, it, it is a cultural event, but there is a geopolitical implication and ethno-political implication. Would you agree?
2: Y- yes, uh, I I do uh, as, as see that. That not, uh, I've always found it uh, very uh, interesting of, of why uh, r- uh, Russia or Russians would not be because uh, growing up in uh, in Pakistan, when we would see Russians. Uh,
0: Sorry, I was laughing at Rudy Palmet in the chat room. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at you. Go ahead, Fahim. Go ahead, yeah. Uh,
2: they, uh, the uh, steel mill uh, in Pakistan mill uh, in Pakistan
0: Okay, Fahim, I'm sorry, we're losing you, uh you're We're losing you, Fahim. I only got like a ten percent of what you're trying to say. But uh in any case, uh please like DM me or Rudy or Stupi. We can do one on that ethno politics discussion. Fantastic. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thank you for, for him. So let me uh, get. Oh, uh, Rudy, you want to say something before I go into the? Yes. Uh, well?
3: Very quickly, I just wanted to say that I too was sort of um, curious about why Israel, and uh, yeah, Israel specifically. But there's certain countries that sort of fit into this white thing. Israel, particularly with the Europe, um, in soccer, Israel plays in the European competitions. Um, so like when there's a sort of the European cup of nations um israel participates there and i was wondering why that was come to find out it was because well the arab countries or the middle eastern countries at some point decided that they didn't want to play against them Mm -hmm. now that's not the beginning of the story obviously there's geopolitical reasons uh, Mm -hmm. for that but Mm -hmm. that is sort of the beginning of israel participating in the European competition In soccer
0: Yeah I, I, I can only comment On this country it's called that We have a Negro elite Of a, a ba- baseball league Right in the past I do know that Because of Jackie Robinson story I believe And uh, yeah So yeah Let's talk about that uh, On a separate uh, uh, show So let me uh, continue With this uh, uh, This guy I did uh, Last Sunday I did this The Supreme Court Is the king because uh, they can pretty much do whatever. And there's no supervising organi- uh, entity that, uh, to make sure they're doing everything kosher. Right? So I just want to bring this that a leading conservative a former judge uh, wants that the U.S. Supreme Court must adopt the highest standard of ethics rules. Instead of having no standard of ethics rules. And this guy, uh, he is a conservative judge, retired. And he has been coming out saying, this is ridiculous. And I agree with him. I think everybody agrees with him. And the second is that, I think I mentioned this. Because when I criticize the court, I'm not just going to say, I want to criticize the conservative judges. No, I do both ways. Doesn't matter to me. Because I, I, I'm willing to be hated by both Democrats and Republicans, it's okay. I'm not running for office. So Lawrence Tribe, back in 2010, had a leaked memo where he 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 said, Mayor is not as smart as she seems to think she is." I will quote his words: "Quote, not as smart as she seems to think she is." Unquote. And that particular news is published in the ABA Journal, American Bar Association Journal. It's not some ta- tabloid news. It is a very serious accusation that Sotomayor literally is an incompetent as a Supreme Court Justice. And I agree with him. I, I, I'm, it's a shame that I did not know this. When I was doing my episode on U.S. versus Madero, if I know this, I will call her out big time. She's a completely uh, incompetent justice. She's never been appointed there at all. So so now let me talk about this uh, interview with uh, Alito. First of all, the title... uh, To me, it's just that same trick. Try to paint yourself to be a victim. It's a part of the virtual sickening strategy. So Alito, the title of this interview is... uh, Quote, this made us targets of assassination, end quote, on Wall Street Journal, on the one-year anniversary of the Dobbs decision. So first ask yourself and Google it, which U.S. Supreme Court justice got assassinated in the entire history of this country? Now, I I do not know. I actually, to prepare for today's episode, I Googled it. Guess what? None. Zero. How many presidents got assassinated? Quite a bit. Three, if I remember correctly. Oh, I mean three, including attempted assassination. Maybe more. Uh, I'm, I'm not good with history, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, Lincoln plus another one, which I don't know how to name, and Ronald Reagan. None of the U.S. Supreme Court justices ever been attempted assassination. At the same time, I can say this. Based on my research, there were blood on the hands of the U.S. Supreme Court justices. There were blood on their hands. They are the king, as I said in the last episode. You can't touch them. They are the king. I will give you some example about blood on the hands of the U.S. Supreme Court justices. Roger B. Taney. His statue was recently removed from the Congress, the Capitol Hill, very recently, maybe two years ago. doing this show do, uh, since uh, uh, preparing you know similar topics, I know Roger B. Tenney, not only he's the one who decided the Dred Scott case, which I don't think is a horrible uh, the most horrible case. It horrible it is, but not the most horrible uh, case. The most horrible case in my opinion about this guy Roger B. Taney whose statue was removed recently is this uh, Booth versus Abelman where he basically say it's okay for the southern slave owners to either thems- uh do it the- themselves or hire an agent for themselves to go to the northern states to break into northern uh, northerners' homes, including white people's homes, house, to search for fugitive slaves. If the state officials in the northern states refuse to cooperate with these slave owners, they will be penalized criminally and civilly by paying fines. In addition to that, the federal magistrate will be rewarded with some monetary award if this uh, federal judge returned fugitive slave to the South. I It's my personal belief that this decision actually further agitated the North-South relations and caused the civil war. So we know about 600,000 people died. So Roger B. Taney's single decision in this case, in my opinion, caused the civil war. Had Roger B. Tenney said, okay, for the South, you can have your slaves, but but don't bother your northern neighbors. The, your northern neighbors have their rights. They don't want to be bothered. If slaves are your cows, your horses, then escaped. The northern states are not responsible for runaway cats and dogs and horses. That's plain and simple. Our constitution Is very loosely constructed. Each state has their rights. They don't want to be bothered. It does not take a genius to tell the uh, Southerners, say, you keep your slaves, but don't ever invade into the northern states and infringe upon the natural rights of the Northerners, especially the white Northerners. He can easily say that. He did not. He himself is a slave owner. He's from Maryland. Maryland is a slave state, a southern state. He sided with the... By the way, you know, of course, he should have recused himself. He did not. He will rule for the slave owners. That itself, that case itself, has 600,000 dead Americans' blood on the hands of US, U.S. Supreme Court Justice. That's why I'm totally for removal of his statue, and another another one, as we know, a lot of these decisions of uh, uh, after the Civil War helped protect The violence, racial violence against African Americans. All right, I don't want to go too long. What I'm what just want to say is this: the Supreme Court historically had blood in their in his hands. Period. So that's the first thing I want to say. Now let me read some of these uh, this, uh, th- this piece on Wall Street Journal. Justice Samuel Alito was supposed to speak to law students at George Mason University. But when they show up, he wasn't there. That Alito was speaking via closed circuit from a room at the U.S. Supreme Court seven miles away rather than in person, was a sign, these are not normal times. The Washington Post reported. The Post didn't explain what made the times abnormal. It wasn't a lingering fear of COVID-19. In a mid-April interview in his chamber, Justice Alito fills us within on May 12 2022 event. Our police conferred with the George Mason police and the Arlington police and they said it's not a good idea. He shouldn't come here. The security problem will be severe. So I end up giving the speech by Zoom, he says. He continued to say, still there were so many protesters. And they were so loud that you could hear them. That's Alito's complaint. He talks about leaks a great deal. I have said the leak of the Supreme Court draft opinion is not a crime because there is no criminal statute to say leaking a drafted legal opinion is a crime. It's an ethics violation for sure. Similar to what Clarence Thomas did. Taking in money in hundreds of thousands of dollars without telling anyone. That's an ethics violation. Not necessarily a crime. Same here. Same here. Arido says the leak created an atmosphere of suspicion and distrust. This year, we are trying to get back to normal operations as much as we can. But it was damaging. Yeah, yeah. I think you probably heard last year, the justices are not talking to each other anymore. I like it. I have no sympathy, whatsoever. Alito further said, "I personally have a pretty good idea who is responsible." But that's different from the level of proof that is needed to name somebody. In my past episode, I have said, these are the people who knows the law the best. They should have known, first of all, there's no criminal statute saying leaking this draft is a crime. Second is this, the Supreme Court is an appellate court. It does not have the original jurisdiction of this crime. Even it is a crime. They have to report to the local police, the FBI, saying this is a crime. Please investigate. They did not do that. They think they can just have their own marshal to investigate. Legally speaking, it's not allowed. It's called the original jurisdiction. Who has the original jurisdiction? If you get caught with a DUI, do you go to the U.S. Supreme Court? No, you go to the freaking local, uh, uh, you know, lowest local court to start with. They should have known that. But they never did anything appropriate. In other words, if it's a crime, report to the local police and the FBI. You didn't do that, that means it's not a crime. He further said those of us who were fo- thought to be in the majority. Thought to have approved my draft opinion were really targets of assassination. He further said, I don't feel physically unsafe because we now have a lot of protection. He is driven around in basically a tank. And I'm not really supposed to go any place by myself without the tank and my members Of the police force. Good for you, Justice Alito. You want to be a king, you rule like a king, then you should be heavily protected like a king. In my past episode, I already said it's not possible for Alito not to, and his majority, not to know about this thing called the rights of man. The concept of personal sovereignty over his body or her own body. Remember, I've cited the multiple layers of a natural borders that defend your personal sovereignty. The white picket fences indicating the property line you occupy. Right? The house, the door of the house, the window, clearly designate the border of your residence. No one can get in there without your permission. Your clothes, you, you wear, the clothes you wear is a natural borderline. No one can get, get under your clothes without your permission. Your skin is a natural defense. No one can get under your skin without with your permission. I remember Amanda used the example. If a woman walk up to a man and stick her finger into that man's ear, is that an assault? I would say, yeah. Because we all have our own personal space. And that's designated that's in, in the, as far as the property rights is concerned, again, no, there's no property bill of rights. But there is, you know, there is bill of rights. I forgot which one. But says you cannot enter someone's property to search something And you cannot take away that property without just compensation. And you cannot quarter soldiers in that person's property without just compensation, even during a war, an actual war. It's not possible for these justices to say, oh, I don't know those things. Since the Supreme Court is the king, then the kings have their assassins. Especially when kings had their blood on their hands. Right, I know some uh, women's group has said the access to abortion is a life and death option for some women. Take that assertion at face value, then you know I can clearly say, by issuing the stops decision, overturning Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court is trying to get blood on their own hands. Right, I'm not alone, as I have said, you know, before. Rokana, I know, uh, Rudy, you hate him, right? I, I, I mean, as you, Rudy, as you know, I'm pretty fair. I don't want to, like, a prematurely judge someone. Rokana has proposed a 18-year term limit on Supreme Court justice. My question will be, what about the, ju- uh, the judges in the lower court, in the in the federal court? They all have a lifetime appointment. I would say, why? Which Declaration of Independence or the Bill of Rights says the judges can have a lifetime appointment? Why not the president? Why not the lawmakers? What makes them so special? They have the, the judges, they don't have, they have a king's or queen's term. That does not look right. So, so that's the first segment of this, uh, of this, uh, of his complaint. The second one, he said, uh, uh, this is the article says, in some ways, this is an old story. Each side of the abortion debate has featured a vigorous protest culture since at least the 1970s, when the court decided Roe v. Wade. The last time we cons- reconsider- reconsidered Roe, the three justice polarity opinion in Planned Parenthood versus Casey asserted that it would subvert the court's legitimacy to overturn a president while under fire, meaning subjected to public criticism. The losing side has even resorted to violence before anti-abortion extremists assassinated four abortion doctors between 1993 to 2009. This is the same thing as this. The assassination of abortion doctors. It's the woman who wanted to terminate an unplanned pregnancy. I have always said, a woman's pregnancy and who she is sleeping with, it's not my damn business. Nor is the government's business. It's just like, you know, so How can you can go after doctors, physicians, and kill them? It's similar to the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850s. It's the slaves themselves who decide to run away. The northerners need not to do anything. right so 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 that so that is that and here comes the most interesting complaint by justice alito okay first of all he is upset this constant attack on the legitimacy of the u.s supreme court well i'm probably the worst i started last april saying the courts are just is a failing the court has never been a good source of justice. The court actually is the originator of injustice. Alito is complaining the Democrats is keep on attacking the legitimacy of the court. Well, guess what? You know, like I said earlier, this is a very conservative judge, retired. He's saying the Supreme Court cannot operate under this lowest ethics standard. That means no ethics standard. You do not need to be a Republican or Democrat to feel that way. But here comes the, I think, the most bitter, bitterest complaint. He said this, and nobody, practically nobody, is defending us, the court. The idea has always been that judges are not supposed to respond to criticisms. But if the courts are being unfairly attacked, the organized bar will come to their defense. The organized bar means all these uh, trade union of legal profiteers. The local bar association is uh, expected, were expected by Justice Alito to come to their defense. To the greatest disappointment of Justice Alito, quote, if anything, they participated to some degree in these attacks, unquote. So in other words, even the legal profiteers knows that Supreme Court screwed up royally, supremely, in the Dobbs decision. Okay, this is truly unheard of. Like I always said, the reason I have to do this show, because the two judicial white privilege show, because you cannot expect any bar association to do something that what I'm doing. I'm literally t- attacking those Hall of Famers on the local bar association website. Remember that John B. Scott who presided over Rosa B, uh, Rosa Parks trial? It's not possible for him not to know the law. It's not possible for Justice Alito not to know the rights of men and not willing to consider the 14th Amendment to extend rights of men to women. So, even the legal profiteers, their association, did not come to the defense of the US Supreme Court. Everybody, including your own kind, the nine lawyers on the Supreme Court and the other lawyers in the Bar Association, they disagree. Of course, It's clear that Justice Alito is treating this legitimacy of the court very, very seriously. I don't blame him. But in my show, I have said, the Supreme Court of the United States historically has repeatedly decided that the racial minorities' claim for constitutional protection of their rights are illegitimate. They knocked down so many cases. Landmark cases. Saying, no, 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 you are not white. I, you know, did not say that you are not white. They're just saying, well, this is a Native American, this is an African American, this is a Puerto Rican, this is a Chinese. We are not going to consider you're covered under the Constitution of the United States. They have repeatedly said that how you can maintain a legitimacy when you continuously hand out decisions like that. Here comes the funny part. Alito, Alito says this, quote, it undermines confidence in the government, end quote. Quote, it's one thing to say the court is wrong, it's another thing to say it's an illegitimate institution. You could say the same thing about the Congress and the president, when you when you say that they are illegitimate any of the three branches of the government, you are really striking at something that's essential to self-government, end quote. So let me repeat the last sentence. Lalito is accusing his critics, quote, you are really striking at something that's essential to self-government, end quote. Here, unfortunately, I have to lecture a little again. What does self-government mean? That self-government means people's sovereignty over the government. We the people are self-governed. We have the unalienable rights to say whatever we want to say about our confidence in our government and decide whether we will consent and not to consent that's called self-government yes we are really striking as something that's essential to self-government that is you alito somehow he doesn't know he said oh it's one thing to say the court's wrong it's another to say it's not legitimate well guess what it's in the declaration of independence Seeing the people has the rights to not just have the rights, it has the duty. We the people has the duty to alter or abolish the government. So Justice Alito, do you want us to remove that sentence from the Declaration of Independence? Now, these are, you imagine, these are the highest, supposed to have the highest moral, morality. These are the people who are supposed to have the highest intellect. They don't know this. Now, I have repeatedly said, Roe v. Wade is, was decided by at least five Republican appointed justices. You cannot say they are not as Christian as this Alito bunch. You cannot say they are less conservative than this Alito bunch. And uh, and 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 uh, so so so, and of course Alito, this is this is a funny part is that. I think if you follow me and listen to my episodes in the past, I actually is a pretty big fan of Justice Scalia. I actually believe this guy has the highest judicial intellect. You may disagree with him, but you agree with him on the essence of the legal question. In other words, I found out he and the... RBJ always that they can agree on what's the essence of this case what's the essence of this legal question and have a vote on that so the people from the left and right I believe we do respect him in that regard they may not respect his decision but we respect the essence of the question and how fast Justice Scalia always can point out cut the chase this is the essence of the question. Let's just have a vote on that. Okay, here a little actually quoted a uh, uh, Scalia's dissenting opinion in another abortion case, which is fascinating. Every time I saw Scalia voice his uh, dissenting opinion. In Casey Scalia said, quote, "We should get out of this area." where we have no right to be, and where we do neither ourselves nor the country any good by remaining. Unquote. In that decision, uh, in Casey, is also an abortion case. Basically, Scalia is saying, abortion is like uh, marrying multiple wives. He said, the U.S. Supreme Court should not decide this. The federal court should not decide this. This belongs to the to the state. Uh, uh, Scalia has the same opinion about the Roe v. Wade. He believed Roe v. Wade is decided wrong and it belongs to the state. And know that. I love to use his own words, Scalia's own words, saying, "If you hear me in the past episode about the Dobbs decision, I said the same thing. A woman's ovary is deep inside her body." Defended by first, white picket fences. Second, by the doors and the walls and the windows of her house. And third, by the clothes she's wearing. And the fourth, by the skin that she has. How the government can get there in her area using Scalia's word? I actually will use the same sentence by Scalia. We, the Supreme Court, the government, anyone else, should get out of this area called the women's ovary. It's not because we want to kill babies. We may have a lot of a public uh, service announcement saying, if you want to terminate pregnancy, do it as early as possible. That's a responsible way to be a citizen, to be a human being. But the fundamental rights is there saying, this area, the ovary of a woman I do not see any other human being other than than herself have a right to stay there as Scalia said we should get out of this area where we have no right to be and where we do neither ourselves nor the country any good by remaining there but guess what Alito clearly is saying well I see abortion as a murder based on some old English guy in Britain. I'm selectively forget about what this English guy, Thomas Paine said about rights of man. And now I'm going to give this area called the women's ovary to the state government. Let them be there. Somehow the state have some rights to be there in a woman's ovary. He literally disturbed the tranquility and the peace of this country. So that's what I was going to say is that not all the Italians are created equal. Just Alito is just not Scalia. No, Scalia is voted, uh, let me see, uh, here he says Scalia was confirmed 98 to 0 in 1986. So Alito. Is confirmed 58 to 42. That's a pretty pathetic record. Maybe he holds a lot of grudges. I don't know why. So I will say, not all the Italians are created equal. Alito is not as smart. Because if you heard my past episode, you will hear. I will use Scalia's same word. By the decree of Dopp's decision, the nine, the majority of the nine lawyers or six lawyers on the US Supreme Court declare to the entire country that it is us with a lifetime appointment. It is us who ruled you, who issued rulings that impact your lives, and you have you can do nothing about it. Except maybe assassination? I'm not, of course, advocating that. I have said already, this, uh, uh, this lady, Jane Fonda, you know, she apparently still has some fire under her belly. <laughs> and she said murder is the additional thing women should do to get their rights back. I find that to be hilarious. Because she did very outrageous things, very outrageously brave things during the Vietnam War era. So to conclude, I just think this piece that done by Alito is uh, the king's false flag. Alito is just sending this out, saying, "Oh, okay, we are now become the targets of assassination. We are the victims." Where it's the court, the majority of nine lawyers on the U.S. Supreme Court victimized us. We the people. So that, in a nutshell, is what I want to cover today. Let me see how long it, this has lasted. Well, an hour, eleven minutes—not too bad. Yeah, that's pretty much what I want to say today. Uh, any comments? Any? Let, let, let me check my uh, my uh, the, the the chat room. Go ahead, uh, you uh, Rudy. If you have any comments, all that. Oh yeah, Hey, dot yeah. This is Hussein, right? Yeah, he came close not to be on that court. Yeah, I know. It's a pretty hilarious. Again, I don't think he's that smart. <laughs> he's not like Scalia in the RBJ. Let me see what. How do I add links to any upcoming episode? Oh, gee, I actually is not an expert in that. I need to find some help. Uh, from Stupi and uh, and uh, Rudy probably. Uh, but by the way, uh, is Fahim still here? Oh, so Fahim, I will just let you know that I don't have any episode for the geopolitics is ethnopolitics. So feel free to I M uh, D M me or uh, uh Stupi or or Rudy, uh, if you want to talk about this uh, Middle Eastern affairs. And, uh, I would love to hear more about that because I need education on that too. So sorry, uh, is this a Jonathan, right? Fly over man. Yeah. I do not know how to add upcoming episode. I, my next one is uh, called, uh, the condom laws. C-O-M. It's from this, uh, uh, E. Jean Carroll case. I did not know that until, uh, just as a habit. As you know, this is a recent case in New York City subway where this uh, Michael Jackson impersonator was uh, choked to death by this uh, former Marine, right? I did not comment because I know Byte commented. I know Eugene Previer uh, Previer commented. I do not, I usually don't comment because uh, I have a habit to let things run its course to get more stuff out so I can have a, Reasonable take on what's going on. You, Eugene uh, Carroll's case. I did not know what uh, Jimmy door has a sh- uh, has talked about. I said, if what Jimmy door saying is true, then boy, I can talk about <laughs> this condom laws. So that's my next episode uh, about condom laws. Law are made mostly once to use it once, <laughs> and forget about it. <laughs> Have you heard about that non stuff gets you killed? How guns made civil rights movement possible? I have not. I, I, if you, uh, this is a Drew, right? Drew, if you listen to my, uh, uh, uh prior episode, y- you can tell I am a strong First Amendment, uh, Second Amendment, uh, defender. I, I basically, I consider the Constitution as a whole is a good thing. Uh, I do not want to do pick and choose. Say, oh, somehow this amendment is bad; that amendment's good. No, I'm just saying this is a good document. It need to be applicable, applied to all inhabitants of the United States. Now, talking about the owning guns, I've, I when my episode is uh, talking about the Rosa Parks, I.W. Wells, uh, Harriet Tubman, and another woman, uh, African American woman. All four women are for gun ownership by black people. I have said before, our founding fathers are white nationalists. There's nothing wrong to be a white nationalist. By the same theory, there's nothing wrong to be a white a black nationalist or Chinese nationalist or Native American nationalist. Okay? We all have the same rights, born with it at birth. Not given by anyone. To say whatever we want to say under the First Amendment. To own firearms to protect us from any intruders. Private, government, or wild animal. Doesn't matter. We have the right to own that. Regardless of your skin color. So yeah, I I do... I, about civil rights movement, I have said it before. It is, in my opinion the liberty washed off is that the civil rights movement in the 60s would have never advanced if the vietnamese gave up their their brutal struggle with the american military forces okay i've said in earlier in this episode today you know the Civil Rights Act of 1964 is a trick by LBJ by the Democrats, saying, "Hey, MLK, if you guys support my Vietnam policy, I will give you a Civil Rights Act." I'm LBJ. I used to be the uh, uh, I, I used to be the uh, uh, the the the, uh, the head uh, in the Capitol Hill. I know how to get law passed. I will pass a law to give you that rights. Remember Thomas Paine said, uh, sorry, uh, uh, is it, uh, uh, yeah, Thomas Paine said, laws take away people's rights, not giving you rights. You are born with the rights to vote, if you call that civil rights. Civil rights is something you are born with, not given by LBJ or any judges or any lawmakers. So, great. That, that, that's a good question. Uh, let me see who else. Yeah, I mean, k Dot, you said right. Someone, a woman drinking abortion cocktail. You know, I mean, is that her, her, her rights? I would say so. On plantation, not, you know. It's her body. She is a sovereign person. I mean, you know, can you go, can a man just walk up to a woman and t- touch her? without her permission even on her clothes i would say no because a cloth is a natural boundary you cannot cross her skin is a natural boundary you cannot cross cross period right we all understand this concept if you I, i'm not trying to delve into a uh, lot of controversial cases i'm just saying this if a man stepped out of his domain if he's not in his house He is in a gas station playing a very loud music. Another gas station customer is upset about, and they have an argument about it. Who has the rights? Nobody, because they are not on their domain. Only the gas station owner has a say on that, right? But when you are in your own domain, when a woman is in her own room, what the F the government has anything to do with her? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And this is not something I come up with. This is called natural law. The, 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 it's just, you know. oh, by the way, that guy, that troll, I call the man of a fuckery. He insisted, first of all, he called in during the episode saying, he asked me whether I uh, know the this concept called the natural law. I said, yes, I do. I said, I talked about it last year in the April... You know, I actually was uh, quite surprised that Martin from Norway knows uh, this concept called the natural law proposed by, you know, among many scholars, this guy, John Locke. So this guy, this this troll clearly is trying to show that he knows something. And then the next day, he, he accused me of not knowing natural law. And he taught me what natural law is. That's almost like, that's not the case. Natural law means that these are the laws with, need not to be written, need not to be codified. You have those rights under natural law. Just by being a natural born person. So, so that's that. And uh, uh, anything else, Rudy? You want to say? Uh
3: no, um, great presentations on once more um, the other I kind of wanted to quibble with the one thing though uh, Go the on. language of soda mayor not being smart it sounds like she's not as smart as she thinks she is which you know begs the question how smart does she think she is and not necessarily that she's dumb
0: right but yes yes I agree now, now, th- you can google this guy's uh, article Lawrence Tribe uh, and uh, Sotomayor, <laughs> and, uh, I did not know this controversy, but apparently he said this back in 2010. And uh, I read the uh, two decisions by Sotomayor. One is uh, Trump versus Hawaii. The another one is um, uh, U.S. versus Medora. I was like, she, I said, she, she usually, in my opinion, she's dumb. I, I'm willing to say that she is really dumb, and I feel ashamed that I mean it's a great disservice for her to be on the uh, on the bench. This is why I said, you are not kings to me. I mean, you are incompetent, you are immoral. You should you should have a term limits. I'm not trying to assassinate you whatsoever. I'm a man of peace. But there's no declaration of independence or constitution saying somehow the federal judge can have a lifetime appointment. For what?
3: Okay, so I, I guess the problem is that our federal judges they have lifetime appointments versus our president who can also be dumb, but they don't have lifetime appointments. Is that the, the problem now?
0: I actually only reason, I mean, this is some topic I have to research about. Uh, my understanding is that it will be considered not good to, for them to maintain impartiality. Okay, so so somehow they believe by doing this, they the judges will not be so politically influenced. I was like looking at the history, all these horrible decisions are clearly made by someone who are biased towards racial minorities, towards women, towards the poor, to protect the powerful. And nowadays, it's clear they are are clearly sided either with the Democrats or Republicans not following the law. That just only means one thing, chaos. So I do not see any value for a lifetime appointment. I mean, I have, by the way, I, I always said, I not only point out the problems, I always propose solutions. And the solution is not that complicated. The judges Are no different than the lawyers. They belong to the same bar association. Just rotating them. Rotate them. Everybody can be a judge. As long as you're a lawyer. Okay. So if you don't want to be mistreated. By another judge. Then make sure you're a good judge. When you're on the bench. Making your decisions. Because sooner or later. You will be on the receiving end. Of any person who are bad judge by letting them taste their own medicine then they can watch each other watch each other's behavior and conduct and subject themselves to our review or their peer review of their judicial performance and ethics and then by doing this rotation you can call the round robin whatever you want to call it we can see, you know, then we have, we can have this uh, meritocracy for the judges. The lifetime appointment totally destroyed that. Right? Again, I'll give credit to this guy, Roe At least he brought it up. He said Supreme Court Justice should not last more than 18 years. You know? And I was like, what about the rest of the federal judges? I don't believe any one of them should be enjoying lifetime appointment.
3: Yeah, that's that's definitely a problem. I just wonder if this is sort of our top problem, um, which of course you didn't necessarily say. But oftentimes, when Ro Khanna says, "Oh, don't look at this thing, look at this thing," it's often because that thing is not interesting, won't
0: get us anywhere, or well, it's just a trap. Um, oh, I, I see what you're saying. It's a, he's just playing playing political games. Is is that what you're saying, uh, Rudy? Really? Yes,
3: um, you know. Okay. And then the other thing, too, is I, the, now I understand how one admires a general for, you know, being good at strategy, right? Not necessarily being uh, pro such a general, but, you know, saying if, you know, my side were fighting and being that my side is correct, then this is basically somebody that is, you know, um, capable that I would want. Now, the thing is with these judges, I just, I, as you said, you know, a lot of these judges, they, they have blood on their hands. Um, a lot of times what they are doing is they're actually limiting your freedom versus giving you more freedom. And so um, from that point of view, it just, it's hard for me to, to, to look at one judge, um, and say, Oh, this one is smart. Um, So sort of applause to them. And this one is not smart because be they dumb, be they smart, they're going to side with ExxonMobil. You know, um, be they smart, be they dumb, they're not going to rule on the case of one of these people that, if you call them people, that uh, basically shot up a bunch of kids, um, a bunch of people in the streets of Iraq. And So then it's just like, what does capability what is uh what does um, smartness in the end get us right uh, and maybe you're maybe and i think you hinted at this there's always potential for more chaos right is that is that the positive of having um the the brilliant one uh the equivalent of our rbg and her all her wisdom versus uh sort of
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think we need a R.P.G. and Scalia type of judges, judges that they are they are. They basically it takes hard work, in my opinion, to do such an important job. Right? We all agree that being on the Supreme Court is a super super important job, and to to do that job, not just try to qualify for that job, to do that job days in and days out. It takes a lot of intellect. It takes a lot of diligence. And, uh, you know, to me, that's important because uh, it's a meritocracy that we must follow. Right now, like I said, you know, I'm not, my grievance is not just the U.S. Supreme Court. I actually thank them for being so messed up that that they have proven my point. I actually consider the entire judiciary, entire justice system need to be, Changed, because, like I said, from rights of men to men's right movement, it's a reversal, right? Like, like I said, you know, now with the Dobbs decision, oh, the women's got up, you know, not all. I mean, quite a majority of women are pretty upset, and uh, that's that's what you don't want the court to do because the court is supposed to keep the peace, I mean, keep the justice, so the peace will sustain. What we are hearing these days, they are just, like, just remember, the affirmative action decision in the Harvard admission case will be handed down very soon, if not this month, in June for sure. And the expectation is that the Supreme Court will uh, will overthrow the affirmative action, at least in college admission. That is going to cause another uproar, okay? You consider the killing of this Michael Jackson impersonator on the New York City subway? You consider the $1 million raised for this uh, former Marine? This is just, a, a, you know, it's just not a good situation I want this country to be in because it's just bad for all of us.
3: Now, is that within the powers of these Supreme Court judges of the moment, right? Um, I, I ask that because Yanis Varoufakis makes the point that, you know, the reason why we don't have giants in politics, it's because the moment just does not, uh, cannot, Oh, it, it's just that they don't have any power. Um, Joe, Joe Biden, he really has... Very little power compared to uh, the FDRs and them, right? All the power is in the hand of the finance people. Now the judges as well, aren't these sort of the judges that we have? Are they maybe sort of the judges of the time, reflected in the fact that they too have no power? They they too basically are under the under a lot of influence from the corporations and uh, yeah are we able to get other scalias you know the way that things are trending
0: yeah uh, yeah I it's a uh, basically what I'm trying to say is that the court like I always said the court is supposed to be the gatekeeper for for to prevent chaos. But right now, like as we all seen, the courts is the place where the chaos starts. And uh, uh by the way, uh uh Drew, you have said uh, uh gun control laws were only formed after minority groups started arming themselves. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about that uh in uh the coming Sunday. I call the condom laws. And uh, so there's a bunch of them I'm gonna comment about. It's all from this uh, UG uh Eugene Carroll trial of against Trump. Well, if nothing else, uh, well, thank, I want to thank everybody, uh, to listening and, uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, thank you, Ru- Rudy, for a great, uh, speaker. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, Fahim, if you're still here, yeah, please, uh, I would love to hear more about, uh, you know, the Middle East situation, the geopolitics of the Middle East. Please help us. Thank you guys. Uh, hey, Brady, just want to say hello and, uh, I'll see you next Sunday. Thank you. Bye now.